0: Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Welearn. In this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Today, we have a most recent winner of Roast Battle 2, or of the words, um, uh, People's Champ. Um, born and raised in east side of San Jose, which I'm sure there's some context there that I'm going <laughs> to ask about. Um, he, very, very Mexican. Um, he's worked with – I just love that that was part of your bio. He's very, very Mexican. Um, and he, uh, he lives with his cat and his girlfriend in Los Angeles. Um, but he's worked uh, – he's open for people like Steve Trevino, Adam Ray, Dave Chappelle. And um, he gets to share the stage at the World Famous Comedy Store with uh, those such as Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, and Tom Segura. Um, and you've also been a co-producer on Roast Battle, which I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, you worked with the uh, where did I? Where's the great with the motherfucking Brian Moses? Yeah,
1: the live show, yeah, the live yeah. show, In the early days, um,
0: in the early days. Um, and your mom thinks you're a piece of shit. But yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Frank Castillo mm-hmm. is here with us today. Frank, thank you for
1: joining us. I gotta update that bio. No, <laughs> yeah, you gotta update
0: that. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. I'm just kidding. it's coming. It's coming. So, um, so the first thing I want to ask you, and I mentioned this off. Um, off mic. So you, your stage name is the same as your dad's name. Yes, and which is partly your name anyway. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons you did that was so that
1: his name can also be on the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that you want to have that you want to share the wall with your dad. So mm-hmm. can you tell me? Was your dad supportive?
1: Yeah, he's always been supportive. He's always been like a big comedy fan. So yep. like he loved uh, like. Howard Stern, he had all those tapes and stuff and he would like – he'd let me stay up and watch Insomniac with Dave Attell, and like we'd just always watch like Comedy Central and stuff. But it was always – it was never like a thing of like, oh, you can do this. It was always just like – it was always just around and I had like a very funny family.
0: Oh, that's fun. Now, being um, a Latino, I would wonder if uh, Cheech and Chong was uh, maybe one of your dads.
1: No, I surprisingly, George Lopez was oh, a big guy uh, really? for my family, okay. like my older grandparents and like older, like my aunts and my uncles, and my dad, George Lopez really was like that was their guy. Uh, which okay. is so funny to me. But like Chichen Chong was like – I liked it and they liked it a little bit. But that was more of like – because like they weren't big stoners.
0: Oh, OK. So maybe that's my connect- – I love Cheechin Chong. Oh, me too. And George Lopez, I'm like, OK.
1: Yeah, uh, I was always <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's not my kind of Mexican humor, he's, but I understand.
0: He's, he's cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, – and um, so your dad was very supportive. What about your mom? Uh,
1: when I told her I wanted to do stand-up, she said, no, you should just cut hair because everyone needs their hair cut. Wow. Yeah, she wanted me to become a hairdresser.
0: So, okay, everybody needs their haircut. Everybody needs to do their taxes and everybody's going to die. So I guess you had three options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things people need to do. Um, and you didn't want to cut hair?
1: No, not at all.
0: Is everybody in your family a hair cutter?
1: No. Well, there's a few people like, I don't know. I feel like it's very like stereotypical for Mexicans for like them to either go into like becoming a nurse or like working in hair. Oh, okay. So like, cause I had like a lot of, I had like aunts and like my grandmother cut hair and stuff. So it was just like, no, you should go in the lifelong like profession of just cutting hair. Okay. It was ridiculous. That's,
0: well, or you could, you know, some of my friends, well, maybe not anymore, but, uh, you know, do the fruit on the mm-hmm. side. And that's pretty cool.
1: Well, I also think a lot of it has to deal with, like, what the American dream is. Like, right. I, I always talk to, like, my friends about this, where I was like, my grandfather, when I told him that I wanted to do stand up, was like, no, God, no. And it wasn't until he saw me on TV that he was like, okay. Because he didn't even think that that was a thing that could be. Because his American dream was like, you come to America, you get a job, you work, you start a family. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, like my dad telling my grandfather that he wanted to become a major league baseball player because he was athletic and he was really good. Even then it was kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah. So
0: your grandparents are the ones that immigrated?
1: Uh, my mom's side, on my mom's side, it's my grandfather and his, uh, well, he, my mom's mom passed away really young, but it was my grandfather that immigrated here. And then my dad's side, they're from like, I think they're second, third generation Mexican. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're from like Hayward and shit.
0: And when you, and you said you grew up on the east side of San Jose, so does that have a special? Oh yeah, it's
1: very very poor and ghetto. Uh, it is. Okay. it's just. Um, it was so funny because it was like a lot of people from like Los Angeles moved out, or my grandma did at least to San Jose, and it wasn't that it became a. It just kind of became a, a tougher neighborhood, mm-hmm. just because it was just the way it is. The apartment complex and all that stuff. Uh, I have a few cousins that you know got into just the dumb side of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I. I don't know. I think of like me getting out of that and being like, "Oh yeah, you can just get out if you are really funny." <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that the only way?
1: Or- yeah, yeah, or like play baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: What um, What do you remember growing up? in a poor neighborhood that felt getaway. Like do you,
1: you know what? It it didn't even seem like it to me. It was just like a neighborhood. It wasn't even like super poor. It was just so funny. Like I always say like whenever I go somewhere and travel and I'm with, like people are showing me around, they're like, Oh, this is like the poor side of town. I'm just like, this just looks like where I grew up. Right. Yeah. It was like, this just looks like home to me. Yeah. And so it's so funny. Like whenever I go to like, like now, I'm very, very cool and such. In the in sense that, like, uh, if I ever go to like really nice places, I don't feel out of place. Right. Um, but there's certain pl- times like it really does show. Yeah. Where like uh, Adam Ray took me to like a really nice dinner once. <laughs> it was in La Jolla. It was when we were doing uh, okay. uh we were doing the comedy store and we went to like a really nice dinner. And I remember we getting there and I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I looked at the table. and I was like, oh my god, they have real candles here. <laughs> and he was just like, would you just get out of prison? Of course, they have real candles. <laughs>
0: Well, that's nice that you had a candlelight dinner with Adam, right? That's that's always special. Um, (laughs) And um, what's the biggest lesson, like, if looking back now, like, growing up in that neighborhood? I mean, it sounds like that people were just like, hey, we're just making life work. Yeah. Not like there was any shame around it. It's just like, here we are. Yeah. And we're
1: showing up. Watching... um Watching my grandfather and my grandmother, like they had a lot of kids and stuff, a lot of grandkids. And there was yeah. like a nine. I think my dad is uh, comes from a family of eight. Okay. So money was never like, I mean, I guess it was, I don't know. I never really felt like we grew up poor, right. but it was because we were always fed, we we're always clothed and all that jazz. Um, it wasn't until I started hanging out with other people or going and doing sleepovers with other people that I was like, oh, okay, this is... Okay, this is like a nice house. You know oh. I mean? Like, oh, there's snacks all the time? You know, right. like, uh, just stuff like that. But, like, my grandparents worked real hard to make sh- all this stuff work. My dad, uh, him and my mom owned a place when they were really young and that both kind of fell apart. And then now my mom is with my stepdad and they finally have a house and like a whole life together. Now and my dad is now moving into with his lady. So they're going to have a house and stuff. But for a while it was like, they're always like rented apartments and stuff yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny when you just said that, I remember like we had these really wealthy relatives and the reason I knew that they were wealthy is because they had, three flavors of ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> it wasn't just vanilla. Right. And it wasn't like almost gone. Yeah. yeah, right? like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually, full. <laughs> it was like full and there was going to be more. Yeah. You have five <laughs> types of cereals. <laughs> what?
1: There's more than one flavor of pop tart. This is insane. This is crazy. Yeah. Now, uh, how many
0: did you have brothers and sisters?
1: Yeah. I have, a. Uh, I didn't, I have two, ye- I have three younger siblings right now. I, I was like, when I was growing up, I was like the middle Of all of my cousins So there was like Nine cousins And we all grew up together In San Jose Because we all lived That was a cool thing About my family Is we all kind of lived Really close to each other So we would always be At our grandparents For summer So it was like Every summer It was like nine of us And then the older we got It was like 12 of us Then like 15 Then now there's like I think 28 uh, Cousins But uh That's good Yeah That is where I remember The most of like Growing up and being funny And like fucking around And like Yeah yeah, I grew up in a big family. It's sort of I think that's key to be making a comedian. Yeah. Cuz uh, whenever I see people that are like they're like, "Oh, I'm a single child, I'm a single child or whatever." Their humor tends to be it seems more um not like one-liner, but it just seems more like singular in sense that you're not getting a sense of narcissistically
0: them. just about yes that.
1: right yeah yeah, yeah whereas like you see like you know like a black comic or a mexican comic or like a comic from a big family right it's like they have stories they have characters they have all these different things right this is more dynamic it's just a little more dynamic right.
0: a single child's just like um i need more things yeah.
1: just for me and i'm not sharing yeah, yeah, yeah. is that funny yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i think uh that really helps
0: so you um, you got your start at the comedy store working the door,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you recently earlier this year got passed. Got passed. I cried, which is a pretty
1: big, a huge deal. Deal. Huge. Deal. Maybe
0: the rest of the world doesn't understand, but getting your name on the side of the wall.
1: Amazing. Did my dad. I totally understood what it meant. My mom understood what it meant once she saw Louis C.K.'s uh, letter, not the apology letter, the uh, okay. <laughs> the letter when he shot uh, the special at the Comedy Store Yeah, when he talked about going up on Potluck and Mitzi pulling him off after two minutes because she just didn't like his style and how he literally had to become one of the biggest comics in the world to just walk up and to get on the stage. So when she read that, she was like... Okay, I get it now. That was for her the whole thing. And then like me getting on TV, she came in for the for the taping and stuff, but um yeah, it I'll get messages from friends and like family members or people who like who are comedy fans who get what it is right and whenever I see other people who don't kind of know who it is it's always my favorite too when there's like a comedy fan who's like yeah we got passed and like your friends like what does that mean right. and then they're just like no you don't understand And then you like explain it to them they're like oh that's cool and they're like no you don't understand how cool that like having someone else like like pump you like talk about how dope it is yeah it's amazing man yeah, yeah. my my whole family's so excited and stoked like I don't. I could quit now and then – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, But they're so happy.
0: And so you recently quit –
1: uh, I still work like. You're still working hard. I, st- I work two days' phones. Okay. So, like. But you're
0: not working the door.
1: Not working the door. And this is actually a perfect uh, segue into like uh, the money stuff where it's like, you know, when you get past, that doesn't solve your money problems.
0: Right. You don't get a million dollar signing bonus. No. You don't know know. I even.
1: Mean? stop that. Yeah, I know. Right. And once you start getting the main room spots, that changes. Right. But you have to work towards those. And even then, it's like a lot of certain people get very lucky and they become features for people and like I feature for a lot of people and I right. get steady work um and there's certain people who just have it easy where it's like that the headliner takes care of everything and they're like set that is their job they're that person's right. opener um me I like to open up for a lot of people and then I also go and do my own stuff yeah um and then when I'm not working I'm not working Right. So it's like, I feel like having this job and still having my foot in the door and kind of like being in the know of things is very yeah. important. So, cause realistically it's 10 hours a week, maybe. Right. So it's like not a lot, but it's still like a very important spot to be in. Cause you're handling all the texts and like doing the lineup changes and stuff. Yeah. So it's an important part of the uh, job and it's fun, but it's also like nice to be able to like, all right, peace. And then like still go do stand up for a weekend and then come back and still be in the mix.
0: How does it feel to be on the stage where Dave Chappelle has just been on stage or is going to be on stage or that's in a show with you? Like if you – like looking at your life now, would five years ago would you have said
1: he, oh. Jesus Trejo, who's one of my favorite people. Oh, he's he's brilliant. He's one of my comic. he's like an older brother to me. He was the first day I ever emceed at uh, a club in Temecula, he was, was his first day it was his first time featuring mm-hmm. for uh Trevino when he was headlining okay. it. So it was just so funny. And we've been best friends. But I remember one day I was like in my head complaining about something and he was just like uh he was like, You gotta look at everything you've done. He goes, If you went back to yourself uh, when you were just starting or before you even started and told you every, told yourself everything that you were going to accomplish, people would think you were crazy. Right. He was like, so whenever I, I try not to think of like how dope everything is. Cause I just know it is dope. Yeah. Um, but it's just it man, It feels amazing. And Chappelle's like my favorite person in the world. And I grew up watching his stuff. Me and my, my cousin was the one that introduced me to him. And then I got to open up for him a few times and I've like talked to him and met him. He gave me a great piece of advice and then uh, <laughs> I didn't get to hear the end of the piece of advice because someone interrupted our conversation. Oh, no. It was the best. He was like uh, – I got to open up for him in San Francisco yeah. and I got off stage and he was like uh, – he came up to me and he goes, you know, you can tell a lot about a comic by his cadence. And then like someone was like, hey, can I take a picture? And then he was just like, oh, no problem. And then like, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I didn't hear that. He never got the rest of I it. I didn't get the rest of it. And I knew Dave it was, Chappelle, like, give him the rest <laughs> of the story. I know it's probably a great compliment, yeah. but it was very like, you know, being able to, like, yeah, trying not to gush about that dude is like the toughest, especially when you see him, you know? Yeah. And watching him do stand up, it makes me want to get better.
0: Yeah. He's amazing at bringing things, mm-hmm. like his last special, just bringing things oh, yeah. in a circle. And yeah.
1: One of my like, favorite memories of working here, I remember being here. There was like a, it was a Christmas week, and he was just in town. And he just kind of hung out with all of us because he couldn't go back home for something. Like he couldn't go yeah. back home because he had like shows the next day or whatever. Yeah. So he literally had like these days and, you know, and he just hung out with the comics and he was just hanging out in the back and was like, all the headliners were gone. He was literally just hanging out with like open micers and people that were like friends and family. It was amazing. And he chilled. He talked to us and stuff, but I got to see him pop in at the store. I was working the OR. It's like two in the morning we're about to close up there's eight people in the audience don's about to get off uh-huh. Chappelle walks in and then he brings him up the eight people immediately sit back down right we close everything up there's this he ends up going on till four thirty in the morning yeah. and then it's like me a security guard and eight people that never have to see a comedy show ever again right they've, they've seen, just gone to heaven they've seen and, the most unique thing in the world ever yeah yeah, so, yeah, that is cool. Yeah.
0: Now, did you? How how old were you when you first said, "Like this is what I want to do"?
1: Ah, oh, man, uh, I've I because you didn't want to cut hair. No, no, no. Um, I I ask my family this all the time, and they tell me that they're like, since you were a kid, you were always like just trying to like say funny things or whatever." Um, and it was, I guess, it was before I was re- thought it was like me trying to like write a joke or anything. But I was just, I was just a goofy kid, and I think it was. I was 21 was the day that I was like, Oh, I'm going to do an open mic. Cause that's, cause you had to be 21 to go to like a bar right. and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So the day that I turned 21, I went and did an open mic and I think it was the day I turned 21. It might've been like the week after, but I knew it was right around my birthday. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just did an open mic and it was kind of like fun and I just kept doing it. And it wasn't until like I met Trevino and Jesus and they were like, are you going to take this seriously? Or are you just going to be, is this going to just be a fun thing you do? And then I was just like, oh, yeah. And then I moved to Los Angeles. There you go. Yeah.
0: So if you weren't cutting hair and you weren't doing stand-up, what would you have been doing? I
1: think I would have been an English teacher. Okay. Because I was going to go to school to be an English teacher uh, and get my master's in English. And then I realized how hard it is to get your master's in English. So then I was like, I think I'll just do comedy.
0: There you go. (laughs) Well, (laughs) less less student debt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And – by the way, that is so true. I look at all my friends and they have like houses and kids and cars and stuff, but I know they're racked with student debt. Student debt. And also they're not working in the jobs that they went to school for. And they might not be happy. <laughs> oh, and they might not be happy at all. Man, the first 10 years of like doing stand up of like cuz there's those moments of like, "Oh fuck, am I doing the right thing?" Right. This is
0: a lot of Like
1: I don't think like, time. This I think working at the store and getting passed and all that has made me believe in religion, like has made me understand that more. Cause like, I'm not like a very, I'm not like my dad's, my family's Christian. My dad, my other side of the family Catholic. We went to church and stuff. I was never like a very like go to organized really good guilty feeling. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? What? Yeah. I, I was never like an organized religion kind of guy. Yeah. Like I believe in a higher power and stuff, but like do comedy and stuff has made me believe in like, you got to believe in something. Yeah. and Mostly it's yourself. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. What, so when you made that decision to, Sort of cut back the hours as the door guy. Did you have a plan like I've saved up five thousand bucks and I'm just going to go on the road? Or, like, did you have a plan? How um, did you make that decision? So
1: they, I had won money from Rose Battle. Okay, and then me and my wife, like you know, like organized stuff. We're like, this is what's gonna like, what's the best way we can do this to where like I invest in myself, but also like still, it's also not a lot of money. Like, right. realistic was like we paid a few months' rent. Right. So then we we came to the decision. It was like uh, she scaled back her hours so she could focus on getting her school work done. Cause at this point she hadn't, she was just working at the gap and was focusing on getting her master's degree. Cool. And for me, it was like, I'm going to not work at the store as much. And then I'm just going to focus on stand up. Like I, after I won roast battle, I was like, I had 15 minutes, like maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. And After that I jumped from feature to now I'm starting to headline a Mm -hmm. little on my own stuff. But like I now it's like I be I focus on just becoming a very strong stand up. And it worked because like I got to open up for everybody and then I got passed. And now my wife has her master's degree, so she has an amazing job now. Sweet. So she makes a lot of money and I make okay money. Because like I do this and then when I do the road I make good money and we pay bills and stuff. So that's kind of where it is at now. And it's good because we both we're both very like a team, you right. know, like when I was doing well, I made it so she could focus on what she needed to do for her next step. And now that she's doing well, she's letting me, she's allowing, allowing me to focus on uh, what I want to do. So right. if I'm like, hey, I don't want to work this month because I've got. Mm-hmm these three weeks lined up with shows are you cool with that she's like of course and then we work on that and uh, yeah so you actually communicate you yeah. have conversations yeah we conversation cool. about money and That's stuff so like there's certain times <laughs> yeah it's so weird too especially having a person that because i'm i my family's my parents were so bad with money yeah they were just not money and had to do all that was not a thing that was like taught to us and stuff my wife her family That's her mom like taught her how to pay the bills and all these things and like how things work and like how to develop a system. So I think in our relationships, that's where I'm the weakest. and That's where she's the strongest. Okay. So it works out perfectly where it's like there'll be times where I'm like, I don't know if I should do this because like the money's there and it is worth it. But – uh, you know, is it worth me being gone? And all this jazz, and she's like, "Of course, it's worth it." And then there's also times where it's like, I have a lot of stage time, but there's not a lot of money coming in. Is it worth me going for right. the stage time? And there's times where she's like, "Yeah, I think this is a time where it's worth investing in you to just build that time, especially if you're not going to fuck around and you're really going to write right, and you're going to do it, do new jokes and work on it." So yeah, we have a very good like thing going on.
0: Did your parents? Um, I know my parents didn't get a lot of education around money. Um, but was there anything that they used to say to you when you were kids? Like, Hey, I want to, I want a toy. And no, you can't have a toy because like, was there any, uh,
1: um, it was just my, I don't know. There, my dad was kind of, um, like a paycheck to paycheck kind of guy. Uh-huh. My mom was very like trying to save up and stuff. So there wasn't really like, there was never like a thing that was instilled in me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is good and bad. um, because there's times where me and my, where my wife will be like, she'll have money, but she'll just be very scared and protective. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, like, we'll talk and I'm like, well, you got to realize what you have coming up. Mm-hmm. And you also got to like, she won't treat herself or like, she won't like, and I could tell that it weighs on her. And, like, I remember like, she just got like a really nice job and she's gets paid a lot of money to where we cover all of our bills and she still has some left over. And that's what we're going to start saving for and stuff. Right. And like her birthday will come and then she'll like stress about buying herself a t-shirt Right, and I'm just like, just buy like right. you you yeah, treat yourself like don't go crazy, obviously, but right. like you deserve this because you are you know you're the breadwinner right now, right? And you never treat yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Jezelnik told me a great advice when it came to about comedy and like worrying about money and stuff. He goes, when it comes to comedy, he's like, it'll come and go. Right. He's like, but just focus on the next step and getting good and jazz and all that. Just keep working. Just keep, just keep working. working. And Ross, I remember it was right after Rose battle. I had like the first time I had, I had like a lot of money and I remember like looking at Ross and just being like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next month. And he was just like, me neither. It's your reputation. That'll keep getting you work. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's been. And like today I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for like, I have nothing lined up for the next few months. And then, Steve Byrne asked me to MC for him. them. Oh, they're for a few. And then, yeah, absolutely. Then other people will hit me up to the future. So it's just trusting and everything.
0: How is it to say that your wife is the breadwinner?
1: Uh, not bad. It's actually kind nice. so uh, sort of nice. You got a sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's, I don't know. Well, you
0: got a te- you've got a partner. We got it. Yeah. You've that's a the thing is like we have a
1: team. And that's the other thing too, where like, I, I watched my parents not be a team. Right. So to have someone that you really can work and like like this is the first time I've ever been with someone where like we have to talk about things. Right. Like I used to have an, an ex where like we would get into arguments and then it was like whoever could say the meanest shit and then leave. quickest. <laughs> yeah, 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 and like you know like yeah, and then we'd just be in the opposite corners of our one bedroom place. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Getting ready for the next battle. Exactly. Different <laughs> um, kind of roast battle. Yeah, hundred <laughs>
1: percent.
0: And um, when you um, so. Your bio describes you as very, very Mexican. Um, So, what does that mean? I mean, does that mean you're going to go out and have like, are you going to have 20 kids with your wife? (laughs) No, that is just that's kind of like tacos
1: only. It's like a joke upon itself for me because it's like, uh, you know, whenever I because I'm Mexican American, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very Mexican, very American. I don't speak Spanish, uh, and people, yeah, people trip out. Oh my god, that's like people trip out. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so funny to me because it's like. there's like a quote from, uh, was it uh, American Me? Um, Edward James almost says it. He goes, uh, "It's so tiring being Mexican American because the whole time you're trying to prove that you're Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and the whole time you're trying to prove that you're American enough for the Americans." Right. So like Americans all want Mexicans to assimilate. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is I'm I'm fully assimilated. Right. So when people see me and they're like, you don't speak Spanish. It's so fucking weird. It's like, this is what everyone wanted. Right. Right. So it's like, whenever I'm like, yeah, I'm hella Mexican. So like whenever I go and see other Mexicans, like there's so many Mexicans that are like me that are like third, fourth generation. Don't speak Spanish that love being Mexican, but also like this, they've only seen America. This is it. Right. So it's just, uh, it's very funny whenever I go, cause I still talk about Mexican stuff. Like whenever I go and do Mexican rooms, It's like doing stand up in front of my aunts and uncles. Right. Because they're always just like, oh, you're like our kid. You know what I mean? Like, you don't like the music we don't listen to. You're very, like, you know, like, you're you're whitewashed, is what they call it. But it's, you're just Americanized.
0: Can you at least appreciate mariachi bands? Oh, (laughs) absolutely,
1: dude. I love Gypsy Kings. I I love fucking uh, Buena Vista Club. Oh, bro. I love, my uncle used to be a mariachi. (laughs) Uh, My cousin could sing a fucking bombaleo and shit. And it's so funny because growing up, I remember being very, like, uh, like, There's always, it was almost like a, it was almost like a stigma. They don't want you to like, enjoy that. Like you had to just be American. But like my other side of the family is very like, fuck that. Like, you know, we're here. Let's have fun. Yeah. And I think that's also how it should be. Like you should be able to be proud, but you should also be very happy to be American too.
0: And when you, like, I was, it was interesting when you were saying like the, you, the Americans want you to be a certain way. So when you think of like somebody that's American, does that mean they have to be white? Does that?
1: What is like that's the thing is like right. a- American is so different to everybody, right? You know? And like that was, was opening up for Pauly Shore in like the Midwest. That's the thing that I always talk about after, like, I like dude, I've had people come up to me and be like, I have no idea you were Mexican. Like, you don't that's that, like, I blow people's mind because they've never seen like a Mexican guy like me. You know, right. though like, you don't see Spanish. It's like, it's, oh, my God, it's insane.
0: Mind boggling. I had
1: a guy come up to me and he meant this in complete like compliment. He was like, I had no idea Mexicans could be so funny. <laughs> I was just like, oh, OK, and you're not real lazy. Yeah. yeah and, it, uh, and yeah, no. And it's it's so funny uh, going and doing those crowds because it's like, yeah, it's so true. They've never, you know. And then, um, yeah, it's very, very, it's very odd.
0: What's your favorite thing to spend money on?
1: Marijuana. Okay. Weed is like my favorite thing. Um, I don't really.
0: What's your weekly budget on that?
1: Oh, man. I'll uh, <laughs> see. Did my wife text you? Is that what's going on? Uh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, it's too much. Well, not really. Actually, I've gotten to the point where. Well, it's
0: more money now that it's not. Uh,
1: well, it it's recreational. Actually. So, I mean, it, you got to get it from your deal. Actually, uh, recreationally, it's actually even more expensive. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, like... And so and even if you go to your dealer, like there's, there's a guy that I go to um, who has like great prices. It's okay. Weed like when I'm like. If I'm buying my weed for the month, I'll. So he'll usually do like a hundred bucks for a half ounce or like 200 for a full ounce, and that'll last us about three weeks. Right. Which, so it's like, um, but then if like there's certain places where it's like 80 bucks an eighth, and that's like you're buying fine wine at that point.
0: Right, exactly. So
1: like when me and my wife are trying to treat ourselves, we'll go to the dispensary and we'll spend a couple hundred bucks, and that'll last us for a few weeks. Right. Because that's what we like to spend our money on. Right. And, but if we're like saving money, we'll like the Costco wines just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the box. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do the boxed wine. The yeah, dollars yeah, five dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll spend like a, a hundred uh, bucks every like two weeks. Yeah. So it's we pr- probably spend like five hundred dollars on wheat a month, which now that I think about it is so outrageous.
0: Well, it's a you know it's a car payment, but uh,
1: yeah. But also, we don't. It's we a usually trip. <laughs> we try to yeah true. We try we try to cook at home and a lot more, yeah. and like we don't really like. Go out and stuff. We usually just like we like to hang out and just smoke a doobie. Smoke a doobie. Yeah. What do you hate to
0: spend money on? What do you like? Ugh. Hate giving up that money.
1: You know what? I uh, I don't really have that feeling of hating spending money because I think it was like there was a like growing up without it. It's just this weird. Uh, I have this weird thing of like oh it's just it's just money. Right. And it's, I know it's such a weird, like people, it's some people, it's like, it's all that it is to them where it's like, I've, I I told my wife, this. like when I, when like we had a bunch, I mean, we have good now, but like when I first ever had like a bunch after roast battle, I was just kind of like, Oh, I feel more comfortable having a hundred dollars in my account. Cause I know how to manage that. Right. You know, like I can, uh, that's fine for me. But anything else after that, I just feel uncomfortable. It starts to get a little crazy. I feel weird having that, you know? And I remember um, I had to pay a writer friend of mine because when they did the roast battles, um, the finals, they gave money to all the contestants so they can pay writers just in case so they wanted to, because some of the people that were in the finals had never like had never been in that position before right. and they wanted to make sure the jokes were good. So like I had paid my friend that it was already working with me. So I paid him like even more. And <clears throat> afterwards when it came out of how much everyone had paid people, I found out that I had paid everyone the most. Wow. And, and my friend had even made a comment about it where he was like, you know, I joined up like a few days after, after everyone else. Cause you know, I joined up for like the last two battles or whatever to be around and like strategize and stuff. And he was just like, uh, he goes, uh, yeah. And he still like, he paid me uh, like as much as everybody else. And my friend just kind of was like, yeah, I don't think Frank cares about money. He was, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, you know, I kind of feel like when I talk to Hannah, like my, my wife about it, it's like, she's always like, what do you want? Do you want to be like rich? Do You want to be famous? Do you want to have this? And like even talking to Joe about it, the th- funnest thing for me. That is what – like my goal is like I would rather like make a little bit of money but be able to take all of my friends out when we go out and headline weekends and just have fun and be able to like pay for food, pay for where we're staying, still make money and all that jazz. Like even if I'm never making like crazy amounts of money but I'm just living well and I can do stand-up every weekend and have like my best friends come with me, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the dream for me. No, is to be able cool. to take my friends out and have experiences.
0: It's great to have money, but it shouldn't be the be-all, end-all mm-hmm. focused goal. I mean no. I think you got to have fun in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What would you – what do you wish you had been told earlier um, looking back? Like what piece of information around money or career choice? Like gosh, I wish somebody told me that a little bit sooner.
1: Oh, man. Uh, stop stressing. Stop worrying. Mm. just really have faith in everything and knowing that it's going to be okay. Cause like, there's so many times where I think about my wife talking me off the ledge of just being like, I can't do this. I got it. Like I, what the fuck am I doing? I got to move back home. Yeah. Like what, like what am I struggling for? Like, why am I putting myself off the, for what? And her just being like, you know, it's cause you won't, it's what you want to do. You love like, I remember there was like a day I remember like I missed my bus and like, there was like a solid like few weeks where it was like, or a few months where I was like, I was working two jobs and then i would leave to the store and then i'd have to bus all the way back to like woodland hills right and like i missed one bus and that like fucked my whole night up because it was like the last bus and then i had to wait a couple hours and then it was like i might as well just go back because i had to work at starbucks at four in the morning anyways so it was like i might as well just go back and i remember just being so miserable my wife was just like this is what you want to do she's like what do you like you imagine working where you move back home and work at Walmart that would, you would fucking kill yourself. Right. Like you would, it's the worst like that. Just, just, you're just going to have to deal with it. And yeah, I just, I just dealt with it, but I just wish I didn't worry as much. I just wish I wasn't stressing and I just focused more on just getting better. You know? Yeah. That's it.
0: No, that sounds good. So it sounds like, uh, don't stress. Yeah. Enjoy life. It's just fun. Like money's nice, but, uh, experiences like are way better. Experiences are much way better, much way better. And it sounds like it's really cool having a partnership with the person you're married to yeah. that you can actually, uh, like strategize together. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And okay. to be honest and have someone that holds you responsible as like a person. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing
0: No. Well, that's awesome. It's awesome. I'm so glad that you got past. I know they're going to kick us out of here, uh, very soon. Um, but, uh, where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, Frank C. Comedy on Twitter, uh, Frank Castillo on Instagram. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, what's your next big? Uh, do you have any big headlining uh, gigs coming up?
1: What do I got coming up? Um, I should really. Pay more attention to my calendar. Uh, I'm gonna be, oh, uh, I'm gonna be at the comedy store a lot. Oh, the comedy uh, yeah. store. I've heard that place. That's yeah. a pretty amazing place. Uh, I'm actually doing my first like a uh, late Saturday spot, which is actually I'm very excited. I think I'm going up at like 12:45 on Saturday in the OR. or the main yeah, event? the OR. Okay. I mean, I do late ORs as it is, but like late Saturday is always fun. Um, yeah. And then I'm opening up for Burn. And I think I have a few more dates with a few more other people. I just got, I gotta, <laughs> you know, make sure and put it down. All right. um, but I think I'm probably going to go to the Bay Area again. Sweet. Yeah.
0: That's a, is that hometown for you? That's sweet? hometown. That's and hometown. They,
1: I go there and they just throw me spots. It's so nice to go home to a place that uh, appreciates you and is just dope. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh,
0: well, uh, don't forget to share the laughs. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, I feel like a legal – uh, mm-hmm. thing i have to say uh for more tips stories financial tools to help you have a healthier relationship with money be sure to check out the com. uh my name's bob wheeler i've been here with frank castillo <laughs> i always say i'm like i'm i'm so gringo in uh although you probably don't use that word no yeah i do do you yeah you, do? you can still yeah if it's, okay. yeah it's, 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 I know the key. You know terms. some Spanish words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's cool. The fun ones. All right. Well, well, check them out. Check them out at the comedy store and all across the country. And uh, again, thanks for coming
1: on. My pleasure. Thank you.